Good morning, good morning, River City fam. Look at all your beautiful faces. Live stream, talking to you too. I see those pajamas. Uh, we are so thankful that you're here this morning. Today is a fun day because we are starting a new sermon. Um, I would call it a series, but other people would not. But I'm on, I'm on the mic, so we're calling it a series today. Am I right? It's called We All Go Together, talking about what it means to be part of this local body, and I'm super pumped about it. I think it's going to bless us. It's going to grow us. It's going to be amazing. So we're going to go ahead and read our psalm this morning from the lectionary, so if you would stand with me. This is from Psalm 138. I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods, I sing your praise. I bow down towards your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted your name and your word above everything. On the day I called, you answered me. You increased the strength of my soul. All the kings of the earth shall praise you, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth. They shall sing of the ways of the Lord for great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the haughty he perceives from far away. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve me against the wrath of my enemies. You stretch out your hand and your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Jesus, thank you for being present with us. Thank you for your spirit that desires to commune here. Holy Spirit, we invite you today. We posture our hearts to be attentive to your work. Wherever you are this morning, we're not going to rush into worship. Let's just take a second. Let's just posture your heart to be present with God and with each other. Thank you, Jesus, that you don't forsake the work of your hands, that you finish the things that you start, not only in me as an individual, but in my community. I thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing here. Open our eyes today, God, to see your hand at work around us. It's in Jesus' name. So not skipping a step or having to completely shift but continuing to be the people of Jesus that praise his name, but that also are people of prayer. That this would be a, a trademark of this church and the body of Christ globally. That we would be a people dependent upon you, evidenced by prayer. So as we step into intercession and prayers of the people today, I pray that you would experience the joy of what it is to partner with Jesus in the work and mission of his church. I pray that you would experience the joy of what it means to know that your father is for you, is speaking and guiding, and already has plans that he wants to involve you in. So as we pray, Father, I pray that we would pray, believing that you have Universal Church, its members, and its mission. We ask you, God, today to bless. We ask you to restore all of the broken places, and we ask you to bring humility to all of the Christian churches across this globe. That we would be noted by how we submit to you and how we serve. 
that the leadership of all the churches across this planet would be people that desire your will above all else, would be people that love others as they love themselves, but that serve you fully, God. We pray that in every church across this planet, you would be seated and throned as number one, and that the fragrance of your name would spread through communities, God, that you would draw all men and women unto you, not out of fear, desire to call your sons and daughters beloved. Let your churches across this planet today be churches that speak about the belovedness of those that don't even recognize their belovedness yet. Let that be common language amongst the members of the churches across this planet. That we exist to awaken people into who they are. And they are beautiful and loved by God. We pray for this nation and all those in authority in this nation. Specifically today, God, we pray that you would foster responsibility and that you would foster a spirit of recognizing where needs are and with power the ability to help meet the needs. We pray that you would draw all of our leaders across this nation into your presence, God, into submission, that you are a good and loving God. And then we pray that the leaderships across this nation would look like servant leadership. Bring truth. God, we pray for the welfare of this world. We ask that you would give us eyes to see what's happening so that we can intercede and act. As we watch the Olympics and recognize what's happening in China right now, God. As we would see with the eyes that you have, intercede and even step in and act eyes to see everything, God. Give us the ability to trust and partner with you to continue the work and the mission of the church in dark seasons and in light seasons. And God, we pray for the concerns of this local community, River City Church, and we say thank you that we get to be a part of this. It's such a gift to be a part of this beloved community. So if you're a part of this community, if you're here today, we're going to give an opportunity for you to speak a prayer that you would like to the body. You can say it out loud, and we will pray.
prayers. So I've got a couple quick announcements to share, kind of related differently than just invitations. But um, so over the past four to five months, our staff have been praying and seeking, as long as our as, as well as our wise counsel, about the placement of staff and staff roles. And so we have a few announcements about some of the staff specifically. And I'm going to tell you what each staff is doing, though, while I go through this, just really quickly. Um, if you don't know Kara, she's going to preach in a minute. This is Kara. So everyone. So Kara is now officially over ETS and groups. So all groups and ETS. What is ETS, you might ask? Equipping the saints. It's discipleship in small groups over a season of time. So Kara is now running point. Thank you, Kara. We are loving it. She's fully stepped into that. You've already heard from Shannon today. Shannon is the director of the table. The table is on the bottom half of this building on the other side. It produces rental events and then takes the money from that and then helps produce things for our city to bring people together. So she is running point on that. If you ever swing by during the day, you can come in down there. That's also where our staff offices are. It's a beautiful space. We would love for you to do something there. The third thing is Bill Pinto, who you have seen recently in the back as well. He's been on staff forever, literally forever. And so Bill is now over administration and finance within the staff. He is running point on pastoral care, which he already has been doing, a needs ministry. And then now he's taking over volunteer assimilation. So you're going to be hearing from him in the near future about how to integrate into our church and begin to serve faithfully. So that's Bill. You can give it up for Bill. Out, out. And then we have Rebecca. Becca is over worship and media, and she's just now taken over media, which also includes partnering with Alyssa for, for rebuilding the website, which will be coming around Easter. So it's looking great. It's looking, we, we all kind of understood that our website needed to be more manageable and accessible and better of use to our body. And so that's coming soon. So the next one is Jessica, who's not in this room. She is over City Kids. City Kids is all over there, right here. She's remaining the same. And then the last one is a happy, sad one. So Tina is stepping off staff in the next season. This is Tina. So a little backstory on Tina. Tina came about a year, maybe a little over a year ago, to be my administrative assistant. We quickly learned that she is, (laughs) she said, isn't administrative. She, She, so this is what Tina brings to the table, all of it. Tina is the most ministry-minded person I think I know, and so while she did do a good job with that, and it was very helpful for me, it was good. I I saw it as good. She brought so much more to the table than that, and I think if you asked any of our staff, you would hear things like, you'd hear almost instantly about her personality, um, about the kind of 
energy she brings to a staff meeting or even just a relationship and how intentional she is with all of those things. So they're not necessarily 100% sure what they're going to be doing, but then we know that they're going to be stepping off staff and they are praying about the future. So one of the things we can do is pray about their future together. Is that right? So I'm sad about it, but I also have this like specifically with Tina, I have this real strong confidence that she trusts and follows God. So I know that she's in good hands. And so, and I know that River City's in good hands too. I know that God is still going to bless River City. So you'll be hearing about some opportunities, even some hires coming up in the next few months for things possibly related to hospitality and building out the front entrance of our Welcome to River City kind of ministries. And so if we can all reach our hands towards Tina, and we're not going to try and harm her or hit her or be upset at her. Um, I just want to, I want to pray blessings over you today because... Uh, I feel like in the season that you were on staff, you really brought, and I told you this when we met, kind of a shot to the arm, but a, kind of like a, a lift up for our whole staff in a season where we came out of a pandemic. You came in with all kinds of energy, all kinds of prayer, all kinds of personality, all kinds of connection, swinging by people's houses, checking on people's kids. And so I just want to pray that God will really bless you and let you see the deposit you made, but also give you faith that he's about to lead you into the best things possible as well for both of y'all. And so let's pray like that. So Jesus, I thank you for Tina and James. I thank you for how you've made them both and connecting them. And I thank you for their future. But I also pray that we would kind of put it like as Joshua passed through the river, he put that, those rocks up and said, this is what God did here. Help, help her to see that, that she was a big part. And, and she is irreplaceable on our staff. And so... We pray that you would bring what River City needs, but also exactly what Tina needs in the next season, that you would bless and keep and just overwhelm them with your goodness. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, I have a quick, I'm going to give a quick blurb about, um, yeah, you knew that. Cool. We just want to hang out together. We're just going to hang out up here and just talk. Um, So if you haven't heard, you're going to really, let's do this. Let's just get up here. I'm going to read through some slides. So my goal to not take too much time from Kara is to read through the slides that have we've presented about what we're stepping into. So I'm going to just do that really quickly. Everybody say, we all go together. together. Um, I don't know if I should say this. That phrase might remind you of something. It's not that. So we all go together is built in the heart of the Axe community, that we are pursuing Jesus together. So the vision for we all go together, each person's presence and buy-in to the largest gathering and groups matters. What's the largest gathering? This. Largest gathering we have and groups are what you're about to hear about. That matters. Because of that, we are asking that each member make this a priority for three months, no matter your stage of faith. Step more deeply into the body and get a clear picture of the doorway that Sundays and groups are. We're asking for commitment for three months. For some of you, that just jolted you. But it's going to change the complexity of this church and your life if you can do this. If you can take seriously what this space can be, it literally is a good thing. It's not a negative thing. We want you to step into that. Sundays are the place where our body comes together to celebrate weekly and stir one another on towards Christ, where we collectively worship Jesus, a celebration and an overflow of what Christ has been doing in and through our lives. Sundays are the biggest connection point for anyone desiring to enter our body. That's how people get connected is here. Whether we love that or not, this is how people get connected to our body. 
Groups and ETS are the place where deeper connection happens with each other and where spiritual formation has its best possibility. I've seen clearly in my, I don't know how many years of ministry at this point, that when you commit to a small group of people around the disciplines and pursuing Jesus, that is when growth happens. The strongest. It's not a replacement. So they go together, right? Sunday services or corporate gatherings and groups or discipleships are not either or, but a both and that complement each other in the formation of the body and the individual. And when groups are healthy and you're in them, especially discipleship-related groups, this service can be what it's supposed to be, as opposed to being where you're supposed to be fed by a collection of two or three people. It becomes the overflow of what Jesus is doing in our lives. It becomes a celebration. And that sounds awesome to me. So I want to invite you in. And I would just say probably about half of our body is present at any given time. And I think it would matter more, even online, if our people were gathering together online or here, together it's going to, be, it's going to make a significant difference. The goal by the end of this, just real clear pictures of who is in this body. I would love it if you actually knew who was in this body. And for some of us, even staff sometimes are hearing people that say, we're still a part of the body and we had no idea. Let's just, let's just clear that up in the next season. Let's know who's a part, pray faithfully for those who are a part, and join in this together. And so clear picture of who's in the body and what it looks like to be fully bought and member of RCC, collective anticipation of the excitement about what God is doing in and through us. Does that make sense to everybody? I'm pretty excited about this. I already feel uh, like it's God's going to bless it, and so I'm just excited to run with it. So I'm asking you guys to jump in, and one of the first things you're going to hear, because there's five things that are coming, a body member is formed spiritually within the body. A body member is present with the body, and that's twofold. A body member prays with and for the body. A body member serves with the body, and a body member gives to and with the body. And so the first portion will be a body member is formed spiritually within that body, and Kara is going to run with groups to kind of paint the picture of how this starts. So give it up for Kara. Sorry, I forgot that was happening. <laughs> um, I was just so excited. Which is a good thing. Um, good morning. If I haven't had a chance to meet you, my name is Kara. Um, and I'm over community and connections and all things groups related. And um, as we just read on a screen, you can't have groups without really have a conversation about formation. Um, and so that's part of what we're going to be talking about today. And so if you... Um, I'm going to be transparent before I pray. Groups Sunday specifically is a little bit tricky because in some ways my heart for groups hasn't changed drastically, right? So each, we do it in rhythms. So every group season in the fall and in the spring, I have an opportunity to present groups. And my heart doesn't necessarily change dramatically from season to season. So then my heart posture heading into every group Sunday is what is the Lord wanting to say to our body through groups specific to this season, and that is new. And so that becomes my question, not so much the definition or the broad picture of groups and how that's changed, but rather what is God saying specific to River City for our groups in this season, and that I believe he has something new for us today. And so if, as we go into pray, my invitation for all of you is, whether this is your first group Sunday or you are familiar with how we do group Sundays, I would ask you that your heart would be softened to hear what new thing the Lord might be saying or inviting you into that might be different than previous groups that you've experienced, whether through River City or not. So if you will pray with me. God, I thank you that we can see all throughout scripture that your heart is for us 
to be made in your image. And we thank you that you partner with us in our homes and in this space and in groups. We thank you that this was not intended to be a journey that we do or make alone. And so this morning, we just invite you into this space. We invite the work of the Holy Spirit and we make ourselves available to what you have to say to us this morning. Would I say nothing that is apart from you and if anything departs from my mouth that is not from you, may it fall upon deaf ears. We ask that your kingdom would come and your will would be done in this room as it is in heaven. Amen. So, groups. Um, baseline, we believe that groups are one of the main vehicles the spiritual formation happens in community. And at River City, we also attach to that that we do that through the practice of spiritual disciplines. Um, some people say spiritual practices, they're the same. If you have a pushback against disciplines, that's a different conversation, but you can insert spiritual practices if you prefer for right now. And so... We're gonna talk a little bit about what the value of community is, but we're also gonna be leaning into why do we lean so heavily into spiritual disciplines. And throughout scripture, there's a call for a formation for all of us that is very clear. Psalm 51.10, this is just a few. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. 2 Corinthians 3, 18, and we all with unveiled faces, face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed in the same image from one degree of glory to another for this comes from the Lord who is the spirit. Ephesians 4, to 24, to put off your old self which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So there's this clear language of formation that's happening in all of those. There's a transformation of our hearts through all of our lives that we are being called into. If you'll put this quote up, Donald, Donald Whitney said it this way, God, although God will grant Christ's likeness to us when Jesus returns, until then he intends for us to grow towards it. We aren't merely to wait for holiness, we are to pursue it. And so there is this invitation through scripture and even through the early church that we are to move together towards looking more like Jesus. And we do that through disciplines. And there are a lot of ways I would say that you can do that. And I would say there's a lot of things that are disciplines. So there's a good chance that the thing that you're naturally, naturally attracted to, that God has put in you, probably complements a discipline that's been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. The local church is not our idea, that is Jesus's idea, that's God's idea of how he intends to make himself famous throughout the earth. And if we look back hundreds and hundreds of years, we find these practices that have been practiced in communities for a long time. 
And while we can look around and be like, we don't love the way the local church looks right now, or we don't love this, or we don't like that, the reality is, is the local church has been around a long time, and it is growing, and it will not be stopped. And one of the anchors of the, of the, of the local church in the early church are the spiritual disciplines. And so we're just going to be really upfront as to why we lean so heavily into spiritual disciplines within our groups. I did not grow up with spiritual disciplines, that language. I didn't grow up with the language of spiritual formation. It doesn't mean that it wasn't there, but it was not the language that was used. And so I feel that it's important to explain what spiritual disciplines are and why they're used and leaned into so heavily for our groups, because they're the crux. They're like the gold of our groups of where formation happens. So if you will um, walk with me as we talk more about this, will you pull up Acts 1? So something that the, the formation of, and the disciplines um, often provokes is this reality that we are being formed, right? That's what we were just reading, that we're being formed, we're being transformed, and it's a process. And what that does is it is posturing us as individuals to be attuned and to be sensitive to the work of the Holy Spirit. And so if we look at Acts 1, Jesus has just left and he's promised then the Holy Spirit is coming. And so there's this collection of people that go into the waiting room, the upper room, the waiting room. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> the upper room. The upper room. And in verse 30 and verse 13, it says, and when they had entered, they went up to the upper room where they were staying. Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, the son of Alphelius, and Simon, the zealot, and Judas, the son of James. All these, with one accord, were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the brothers, the company of persons was in all about 120, and said, Brothers, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke beforehand by the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested. And it goes on to say, for them to talk about and replace who Judas was going to be, um, who's going to take Judas's place. Now, I start here before we move into the Acts 2.42, which is the main text, because everybody, especially the local church, likes to move to Acts 42, because that's when we start to see the fruit of the Holy Spirit ascending on the people and the birth and the, this like exponential growth of the church. But what feels really important to me is, Bill, will you put it back on the screen? Acts 1. What feels important to me is there's this gathering of people that actually started to practice the disciplines together to posture their heart while waiting for the Holy Spirit. And what we read in Acts 2.42 is the fruit that they were, of what they did prior to the Holy Spirit coming. They were already together in a group, praying together, reading scripture together, worshiping together, and then the Holy Spirit came as Jesus promised, and then we get the fruit of that, which is Acts 2.42. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. 
And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking in their bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So we love the fruit of what came out of that moment, but what preceded that was a gathering of people who were actually doing the disciplines, prayer, fasting, worshiping, reading of scripture. And God is really faithful to say, when you practice these things, they're not, they're not in and of themselves like magical things. All they do is they set our hearts and our attention up towards the Lord so that we then become available for the work of the Spirit to move in us and through us. And when we do that individually and collectively, we get the picture of Acts 2.42, which everybody loves. But it took them being collected together in an upper room, not having yet knowing. They didn't know what Jesus meant by Holy Spirit. They had no idea. They didn't know what that was going to look like. They were like, we're, I mean, we believe him, so sure, this is going to be a real thing. But they had a time, this waiting period, and that's what they chose to do together. In the unknown, in the confusion, they gathered together. That is what I would actually say is the church. It's when you come together in the waiting and in the confusion and in the unknown saying, I don't really know what this looks like, but I know this guy, Jesus, said it, and I believe that he's, and so we're just going to be doing this together, because we're all in this together, and we all go together. And so when they did that, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and then their numbers were added to them, but it was out of a faithful obedience of making themselves available so they could be receiving of the Holy Spirit. We love the Acts 2.42, the good parts of that. And it is beautiful. But we can't forget what that's birthed out of. And all Jesus does in the Acts 2.42, once the work of the Spirit begins, it begins to grow. It deepens their walk with Jesus, right? And so then they start not moving, adding to, not even moving from, but adding to Scripture, prayer, worship. And then they add, and it says that they began to be generous and serve their communities, and they begin to be gener- a generous people. They begin to share meals together. And so the more we become available to the work of the Spirit together, the broader and deeper and larger the, the expansion of the fruit of the Holy Spirit gets. We, we begin to add to the disciplines and not take them away. Disciplines is not a bad word at all. It simply is the reality that we of ourselves are fleshly, sinful people that do not know what is always best for us. Maybe never. And so discipline is just the acknowledgement of our own humanity and our need for Jesus. It takes work. It takes effort. It doesn't just come naturally to us, most of us. And I'm somebody who really enjoys discipline in general. And I still would say that a lot of these Disciplines don't come naturally to me. It takes intentionality. And when we together come together around those disciplines, there is fruit that comes from that. And so if we look at Jesus' life and what he modeled for us, 
These just, this is just in the story of Jesus. We see that Jesus modeled these disciplines, prayer, fasting, public worship. I put the scripture reference there because I think that one's a little bit harder to see, but it tells us growing up that he went to the synagogue. And so he, he valued showing up in his community on a consistent basis. That's like our Sunday mornings. If Jesus went to the synagogue as, as the son of God, communing constantly with his father and the spirit, but saw value in going to the synagogue, that probably means that it's a value to us to show up here on a Sunday morning. He knew scripture, recited scripture, solitude and silence, he practiced. He practiced service, and that was like his MO, and meditation. So those are seven disciplines. We did silence and solitude last season in ETS. This season we're focusing on prayer. We're just modeling our lives after what Jesus did. That's all it is. And there's a way to do that individually and corporately. Jesus prayed alone and he prayed with his disciples. Jesus worshiped individually and he worshiped in the synagogue. Jesus knew scripture and could also recite scripture or talk scripture with his disciples. There is a both and. Uh, Last week, Josh was talking about this idea, not idea, the truth that apart, when our our, um, community looks one note, we're missing parts of God's character because we're all bearing the image of God and we all are created differently, uniquely and beautifully and equal in that. And so if if our body is one note, then we're like missing parts of who Jesus is, and the same is true with the disciplines. If you attach yourself and say, this is the way that I connect with God, that's not wrong or bad, but what if there's a chance that you're missing other parts of who God is because you're nervous or afraid or unsure or something is new and you don't wanna go there? What if you're missing parts of God's nature and character, the vastness of who he is? Because if Jesus did seven of those as the son of God, I mean, that's at least seven that we should probably consider. (laughs) At least seven. And depending on who you talk to, and there's some very, very smart people, and they do kind of say different things, right? You have Richard Foster, who talks about the celebration of discipline. And so he has, I think, 7, 12, 12. Um, And the disciplines handbook that we'll be referencing in ETS, there's... I don't know, I think 50 to 60. So there's like really smart people that might go back and forth on that. There's like, well, we could say prayer and it's like, okay, but there's five different forms of prayer in that. At least seven, we can all agree on. If that's what Jesus did, that's a call for all of us to at least be practicing seven in our lives, both individually and corporately, so that we can get to know the fullness of God. I don't want to know God in part. I want to know God in full. I don't want God to only have access to the part of me that I'm comfortable with. I want God to have access to my whole heart, even the parts that I'm uncomfortable with. And so while I don't love silence and solitude, that for me is anxiety inducing. You know what I learned in doing silence and solitude? The scripture, be still and know that I God, all of a sudden looked very different for me. 
because I was practicing being still in a way that I hadn't before. There's a practice of detachment. And you know in scripture when it talks about the yoke of Jesus being light, that is a practice of detachment. We cannot detach ourselves. We can't not detach ourselves from our yoke, but also expect the yoke that Jesus has for us. We have to let go of that yoke to receive the yoke that is light. That's the practice of detachment. It's all throughout scripture. We've just now put names to it. And so for us in groups, they, you cannot separate the two. You just can't. It doesn't matter what form of group you're in. If you're doing softball, love that. There's a practice of discipline of celebration. That matters to the heart of Jesus. Celebrating and rejoicing matters. You're not separating yourself from the heart of Jesus. You're walking more fully in his nature. That's beautiful. If your thing is that you really love Bible studies, Awesome. Please keep doing that. We need, we would, I would love for our community to be equally excited about prayer and scripture. Love that. I hope that that is fruit that is born in our community. Also, would you be willing to step into fasting? Or would you be willing to add to silence and solitude? It's not a replacement of, it is an opportunity and an invitation to explore the vastness of God's character in nature. If you'll pull up Richard, like we're on a first name basis. <laughs> we're friends, you know. <laughs> Thus, the daring goal of the Christian life could be summarized as our being formed, conformed, and transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. Now we must insist that this way of life is reliably sustained in the context of like-minded fellowship. Essential to our growth in grace is a community life where there is loving, nurturing accountability. Christ-likeness is not merely the weak, the work of the individual. Rather, it grows out of the matrix of a loving fellowship. We are the body of Christ together, called to watch over one another in love. It's beautiful when Richard Foster says it. And it is beautiful when you have a community of people that commit to it, and also it's hard. The enemy wants nothing more than for each of us to believe that we are having to be silenced with our own insecurities, and silenced with our pain, and silenced with shame. He would love nothing more than for a church bodies to gather on a Sunday and then not be willing to share themselves with the other so that we depart from this place thinking we have to do it alone. He would love that. And we will not give in. And I will say again and again and again and again, your faith journey, it is for the good of you as a human, Christian or not, but for your faith journey, the growth is meant to happen, the formation is meant to happen in community. And that's not just for your good, it's for my good. Because when you think about the body and each of us being a member and a part of it, I am less fully myself as a member if Becca is not willing to share or give of herself. 
It isn't just for Becca's good, it is for my good that she not stay in a place of quiet and alone, but that she shows up and begins to partner in her faith journey with my faith journey. We don't have to be in the same place. We don't have to have the same struggles. We don't have to have the same insecurities, but it is for the good of my faith that she shows up and begins to share her faith and where she's at with Jesus with me. And it goes the other way too. And so I don't pretend the community is easy. I don't pretend to suggest the making time in your schedules every single week to get to know maybe a new group of people and being vulnerable with them is easy. But what I am telling you is that it is so, 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 so worth it. And I can say that because it is in God's nature that when you get together with a group of people, just showing up, you're already beginning to see more of who God is. Just walking into this room, you can look around this room and you are now looking at more of who God is than if you hadn't have come at all. It matters. And every time you show up, you get to see a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more of who God is and each and every one of us. And he begins to display the glory and majesty that encaptures him. And so groups, groups are the opportunity and the invitation to take Sunday and then go deeper. It is not to replace Sunday. If Jesus went to synagogue, I'm coming to church. And then I'm getting with my small group of people and we're talking about it. We might be talking about the fact that I didn't want to go to church, but we're talking about it. You may be talking about the fact that like you don't really like what Jesus is or isn't doing and the things he is speaking to or not speaking to, but we're talking about it. Because the mere talking about it is your way of telling the enemy, no, I will not believe the lie that I have to do this by myself. Showing up matters here. Showing up in your group matters. And then watch what God can do with that. Watch, watch what Acts 2.42 looks like in our body now when we all commit to showing up and watch the ways in which God says, I'm gonna bless you, I'm gonna bless you with more of myself. And a byproduct of that is that, according to scripture, miracles happen. I'm not about to try and limit what miracles look like, but that happened. That's the thing. I, you can't, if you want to wrestle with that, that's, I'll talk to you about it, but that's, that's, what, that's what it says, is that miracles happen, whether that's through salvation or whether that's healing or that means that you are no longer suffering alone. Yeah. Miracles happen. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want. We want a body of believers gathering together on a consistent basis in small groups and corporately that we may experience the fullness of God. So, that's why we do disciplines. And that's why um, formation deeply matters to us. I remember the first time Sarah, um, Josh's wife, Sarah Turner, who's working with kids right now, um, shared, she, I remember distinctly, it was like five years ago, and she was, talk, she was teaching, and she talked about how we're all being formed, and that has stuck with me. So we all get formed by something, 
There are voices forming us all the time, whether we're passively being formed or intentionally being formed. And so this is our invitation to be intentionally formed by the thing that we want to be more like, and that's Jesus. So this season, we have these groups. Number one is welcome to the table. Um, Welcome to the table is specifically for the group of people who are newer to our church body that would like to know more about our heart, our history, our vision, where we've come from and where we're going, get to know the staff. So for the first five or so weeks, staff comes and kind of shares our story with that group of people. Um, And we also get to know you as individuals. That matters to us. Seeing you as individuals and not just bodies in this room matters to us. And so for those first five weeks, that's what we do. And then we will tra- you will transition into being a life group, getting to know what an experienced community at River City, beginning to do some of the practices that, of silence and solitude. But really, we just want to make sure that you know that no matter where you are, that you have a space here. That matters to me probably more than anything in terms of groups is that every person who walks in this door says, I know that I belong there, and they can point to the place that says that group's for me. Now, that doesn't mean that it's like your most ideal, because that's not possible, or else we would have 100 different groups that is uniquely fit to you. But it means that there's a space for you. And we always, always, always want there to be a space for you. So if that resonates with you for Welcome to the Table, you want to know, get to know a little bit more about our church, you're wanting to step into community, maybe for the first time, or you've been a part of it for a while and you've, there's been some distance and space and you're wanting to walk your way back into community um, in a safe way, um, there will be sign up, there's a sign up paper. It's the only one up here, so hopefully. Name and email. That'll be starting um, a little bit later this month, so you have a little bit of time. But if that's you, please come and sign up. All right, next one is our silent hiking group. Jen, ironically, isn't here (laughs) because it was her birthday, and she where did she want to be in nature? Because that is Jen Pinto. Um, Jen loves hiking. And she really loves um, Silent Solitude, (laughs) Um, which is awesome. And so this group, you can sign up online. This group does exactly what it says. You're going to go on a silent hike together, weekly, bi-weekly, depending on schedules. And then you might reflect on what it was like or what what ways did God show up to you through nature or in silence and solitude. Silence and solitude is probably a thing that is constantly needing intentional practice by the majority of the world. Number three, we have a life group by Caroline and Jonathan Godby. They're back here. Can you raise your hands? And Anna in the middle. Anna, are you going to be at this? (laughs) She shook her head no. Um, They're hosting a group around how to read the Bible with Jonathan and Caroline Godby, and they're taking that from the Bible, a series from the Bible Project. Um, They have a heart for you, 
and all of us to be able to understand context and to be able to really appreciate the richness of the text. And they want to create conversation around that, around that. This is a group that's going to stay open. So you, let's say you're like, uh, like Jonathan, my husband, um, when he was a patient facing, bedside pa- um, facing nurse, his schedule was not always the same every single week. And so he couldn't commit to something like ETS necessarily because his schedule fluctuated. Olivia is the same way, her schedule rotates. And so if that's you, but you wanna be a part of a community, this could be a really good option for you. It stays open, they're standalone, you're not missing something from the last, but it's still a step towards community. And it's an invitation um, for anybody that also is wanting to know how, how do I engage the scriptures differently? How do I get a more well-rounded understandings, understanding of the scriptures? So you can sign up online on our website or you can talk to them. Um, I put softball up here, <laughs> I checked with Shannon. <laughs> Softball is not technically under groups, but in the spirit of disciplines and practices, I do think it's important that we recognize that being communal and celebrating one another is a discipline. In Enneagram language, I'm a one. Fun is vulnerable for me. I love sports. They are fun for me as an individual, but also... Fun is vulnerable for me. And so that practice sounds, for some people, like the easiest one to engage in. It would not be the easiest one for me to engage in. It would be the most, one of the most vulnerable ones for me to engage in. And so I put this up here just, um, A, because I want more people to sign up, but B, because it matters to me that we broaden this idea of disciplines, and also broaden, begin to ask kind of God, in what ways do you show up and I don't even recognize it? In what ways do I miss parts of your nature because I've limited or confined it based off what I know or I've heard? And he might want to surprise you. And that might be in a, on a softball team. And you might be surprised that you learn more about God's love and kindness towards you on a softball team. So you should maybe ask the Lord, is that the thing? Do it if it is. Email Shannon. Um, and then ETS um, is what we, uh, in short, short language, call it, but it stands for Equipping the Saints. Um, and Equipping the Saints is our intentional um, discipleship groups. Um, we have done as a church, one season, this is our second season, Josh, Josh had a group of 12 guys that started the season before that. So for the majority of our church, this is our second season. Um, for a select few of you, this is your third season. Um, and it was birthed out of um, a desire for us to become learners of Jesus. And then to be formed and to be people of Jesus. And then we'd be able to go out and be, Jesus could use us to walk with others through their formation process. And so equipping the saints um, is something that you do have to sign up for because you get put in groups not based off of your best friends, not based off of, um, but it's based off availability. And so we need you to sign up so that we can put your times together because we believe that one of the number one hurdles for formation and groups is 
time. The reality is we're all really busy people, and so it's really easiest to be like, I don't have time for that. And so instead, we're essentially asking you, hey, can we form a group around availability so that then we've like taken that excuse from ourselves and from you? <laughs> Can't say that you're not available because this is the time that you told us you're available. <laughs> and that, that is the practical discipline side of that. That's part of why we don't like the word discipline is, is we don't like that that's what it takes. It takes time. It takes a level of sacrifice. And so you can sign up for Equipping the Saints online. We will be having an emphasis on prayer. You will meet with your group of four to six every week, reading uh, content on prayer, listening to different people speak and talk and teach on prayer. And our heart is that this is not just a season-long thing, that even if next season were something else, we're praying and believing that fruit from this season will be that we are marked as a body who prays individually and corporately. That we are a body that knows how to contend for one another. That we're a body that knows how to intercede for one another. That we're a body that knows how to intercede for the world, not just within these walls. And so if that's something that you're interested in, we'd love for you to sign up online. Um, or you can come talk to me if you have any questions, and I'd be happy to answer them for you. Um, or if you're, needing, if you're terrified and you need somebody to say, like, it wasn't, it wasn't terrifying. <laughs> it was really good. I can point you to people who have really good testimonies <laughs> um, that have come out of the last couple of seasons. So those are our groups this season. And... If nothing else out of today, my prayer, and I said this this morning, is that we as individuals and corporately, we would be a people who leans into practices so that we get to experience God in a lot of different ways. He's just, I like black and white things. I like to think that I've got things down and understood and they stay in that place. And what God continues to do over and over and over and over again is shock me by how great and detailed and kind he is. And the practices do that for us. They challenge us. They call us to repentance, which is not something we love to talk about, but it calls us to confession, and it calls us to repentance. And the more that we do that, the more we get to look like Jesus, which is what it's all about. And so for the next, like, two minutes, I'm going to pray and create space for you guys. And I'm going to ask you two questions. One of them is... I want you to ask yourself or maybe dialogue with the Lord. Where might the Lord be asking you, inviting you, nudging you into community? And the second one is, let's say you already know where you're going to be. I would, I would encourage you to start dialoguing with the Lord about how wondrous he is, and maybe what ways he is wanting to rebirth a wonder of who he is specific in this season. In what ways is he wanting to reveal something new about himself through your group and through prayer about his character and his nature? 
that we would not be bored, but that we would be excited and anticipating the ways that he is going to show up in our lives. So God, I just ask that there would be an extra measure of your presence. That we would be a body that says, I don't want to know you in part, I want to know you in full. God, I pray for the people who are sitting there thinking, I don't want them to know my story. I don't want them to know my questions. I don't want them to know, fill in the blank, where shame feels louder than feeling safe. God, I pray that your hand would just touch their hearts and that you would whisper that they are safe with you And even if their knees are shaking, that they would, with bravery, step towards community. And for those of us who find that we've already kind of settled into what works and what doesn't, God, would we begin to open up parts of our hearts that we might be surprised to see you. God, I just submit before you the the community of River City Church. Every person online or listening to a podcast later on this week or in the coming weeks, and those of us sitting in this room, I lift us up as a community before you. And our hearts cry is that we would be a community that is formed and transformed by you, in you, through you, with you. You and your ways are so much better than we could have ever imagined. I pray specifically for this group season. I pray... that for every person that wants community, who is wanting to be formed by you, that their place would be made clear. Because there is a place for each of us at your table.
May we as a community get excited about what you're going to do because I do believe that you have a great anticipation for what is coming. And I thank you that your word tells us that you go before us. So would you just go before us in this season and would you prepare a way for our hearts that whoever we talk to, whoever we connect with, whatever thing we're reading or doing, may they be practices that draw us closer to you. If you would stand with me as we sing the doxology to close. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. And praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, Come on, just the voices. And praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly Son and Holy Ghost, oh, so we say Amen. Let it be so with us here. Amen. All the church will say Amen. for coming this morning. Thank you for showing up and being present, whether you're online or in person. May you know that the Lord has gone before you in every week, in your weeks, in every conversation you have, in every room that you walk into, every meeting that you have. May you know the presence of God is with you, that he is for you. And we're so excited to see you here next week. Love you guys. Be blessed. Thank you again for joining us today, and please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com.